Oh, but I'm so excited. This is, this is such an exciting day. You know, like when you're a kid and you're asleep on a Saturday morning and you smell your mom in there and she's, you don't actually smell your mom, but you know, <laughs> your mom, you hear something moving around in the kitchen and you smell what your mom's cooking and it's like pancakes and eggs. And, and you know, you just, you sit back and you're like, today's going to be a great day. It's going to be really good because I get pancakes and eggs and bacon. That's how I felt this morning. Yeah, so, so I'm really excited. You guys did not share my enthusiasm, but it's okay. I will, I will stick with it. So, uh, but I am so honored. I am so excited to, to be able to share this day with you. It's, it's such a, a fun day for me. And uh, I can honestly say that I'm, I'm so proud uh, to go to church here. I love you guys. and I love our family. So <clears throat> thank you for sharing in this opportunity with me. Uh, but I do want to talk to you a little bit today. You know, we're not, I know I like to have fun. I like to be goofy and silly. Um, that's just my personality. But we're going we're gonna to dive deep into some stuff today. So the first thing we got up here, if you, if you recognize it from the video a while ago, it is not uncommon to get lost in the vastness of space. There's only yourself. So think about that statement. Think about what that statement means to you. I want you to open your mind a little bit today. We're going we're gonna to talk, and I want you to... I want you to think about yourself as we talk about Captain Kirk and his journey. But, but we got to understand where Kirk is at at this point. So Kirk is coming out of two very dangerous missions, very things that could have killed him and his crew and really tested him. And so this is where Kirk's at in his life. He's already defeated two extreme obstacles. And so they're just out there floating in space, you know, going beyond the, the great frontier. You know how that, you know how that goes. And uh, if you've seen the Star Trek movies, that's, that's, their, that's their big thing. They're going into the frontier to explore it. And so they went, they're in the third year of this mission, and it's just kind of just dragging out. It's just, just part, part of what they're doing. Kirk doesn't feel challenged. Well, it's kind of like us. When we don't feel challenged, we begin to think a little too much. And so that's what Kirk begins to do. Kirk begins to question who he is and develops a complacent mindset. I think it's fair to say we've all probably done that. We've all thought about things that we probably shouldn't have, or we've said, you know, I'm doing pretty good right now. I feel great about life, you know? You would think I do. I'm just gonna get married to the most beautiful woman in the world, and it's gonna be exciting and fun, and no, she, she didn't make me say that. I said that on my own. But I, I'm so excited about it, but I know there's more to, to go in our life. This is just the start of something. And so Kirk has battled these two extreme battles, almost pushed him to death. And both of them, and here he is, and he's like, I can take on anything. I can do whatever, and we'll overcome. But that's, that's not, that, that's just kind of where he, he's at at this point in his life, where he doesn't feel challenged. He doesn't feel like he needs to take that next step. And this is where we find him. He questions his commitment to Starfleet because unlike his father who joined Starfleet because he believed in it, Kirk joined on a, on a dare. How many of you do what your parents did? You're a banker or... I'm not talking about Joey here. I don't want to talk about Joey up here at the stage, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> how many of you do what, what what your parents did? Maybe you're a masseuse like Kelsey, like her. Is that is that what it's called? You know, like her mom. Maybe maybe you do. Maybe you're a welder, an electrician. Maybe who who knows? How many of you went into your field just because your parents did? And you're like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. Well, that's what Kirk did. Kirk Kirk was like, hey. You know what? I can be like my dad. My dad had this. My dad, can, my dad done this. So I can do it. So he just joined on because of a dare. Okay, we we'll go to the next point. But this is this is critical. This is this sets up the entire story of Kirk in this movie. 
He spent his all, he has spent all of his life trying to be his father. Now he's wondering just what it means to be him. And I think, again, it's fair to say, we, we think we know our purpose. We think we know our calling. We think we know where our life is going. And we tend to get distracted. We get frustrated. We, we say, you know what? Maybe this isn't where my life is supposed to go. Or you're at that point where you've been successful and you say, you know, this, doesn't, this just doesn't really challenge me anymore. I just, I don't, this doesn't challenge me anymore. And maybe, maybe, you know, if we apply this to our relationship with God, maybe I get a, a few more amens out of this. What, what about what about our relationship with God? Where are we at with that? Are we pursuing God the way that we're called to? Are we pursuing God the way that He has called us to? So let's go on a journey today. Let's let's see where God takes us, and let's let's let God take us beyond. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. God, thank you for an opportunity to share Your Word. God, I'm asking you, Father, to open every heart in this place. God, open every heart to receive what You have to say. God, this isn't about me. God, this isn't about our church. God, this is about our people. And God, I'm just believing that you're going to pour into their life today. God, that they will be effectively challenged to pursue you more than they ever have. And God, I just ask you to anoint every word that I say. And God, let it be found completely in your truth. And we love you. Amen. So here we go. We open up with Jeremiah. So remember, we're, we're with Kirk. Kirk is complacent. He's unsure of who he is. He don't know really where his life's going, even though he's faced all these amazing things. But we have Jeremiah, and he, he kind of reminds me of Kirk in this sense. Jeremiah was young, and he doubted himself, as we'll see in the Scripture right here. The word of the Lord came to me. I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Now, God, God's talking to Jeremiah. He is, think, think about when you're a kid, and you're just you're messing around, playing outside with ants or whatever you do as a kid, you know. I, I'm not going to say all the things I did as a kid. It's a little embarrassing. But think, think about that. Think about what you're doing as a kid, and all of a sudden you hear this voice that you don't know, and he says, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. So think about that. Think about that for a second. I think our reply would be very similar to the way Jeremiah replied. But I protested. Oh, no, Lord. God. I, look, I don't know how to speak since I'm only a youth. How many of us have done that? How many of us have said, I can't do this. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have the comprehension to do this. I, 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 can't, I can't pursue this person or this relationship. I can't, I can't show them what love really is. I can't, I can't be there for somebody. How many of us have done that and said, no, God, I know you called me to go out to the field and, 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 and reap a great harvest, but... You know what, I'm, I'm pretty cool where I'm at. So I'm not, I'm not going to pursue you the way that you tell me I should. How many of us have been there? But it's so cool because God doesn't leave him hanging. God, God lets him know, hey, I've got a plan for you. Just trust me. Then the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth. Now imagine this as, you know, you get in trouble with your mom. You, you back talk her and your mom raises her voice. Has anybody, everybody, anybody ever been there? You raise your voice, your mom raised your voice, and you're like, oh, Jesus, have mercy. You're, you're scared. You're worried about it, okay? So this is the way I imagine Jeremiah. God just kind of elevates his voice a little bit with him. For, and I'm going to go, I'm going to start right back. Do not say I'm only a youth, for you will go to everyone I send you to and speak whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to deliver you. This is the Lord's declaration. 
Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth. Now, when you get to the point where your mom has to touch your mouth, this is not going to go good, right? I mean, I'm telling you, I know how that feels like. Then the Lord reached out his hand, touched my mouth, and told me, I have now filled your mouth with my words. See, I have appointed you today over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish, to build and plant. So God, just think about, you know, your mom finally hits home her point when she backhands your mouth and you're like, oh boy, I better, uh, ooh, I need to back down a little bit. You know, God doesn't hit Jeremiah, but he's saying, hey, hey buddy, check this out. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to take care of you. I am going to do this for you. Me, God, not your mom, not your dad, not your, not your husband, not your wife, God. And it's the way, this is the way, this is where Kirk is at. Kirk is in this place where he's doubting himself, where am I really meant to be this person? Am I really, you know, my dad was great. You know, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't feel challenged. I can't find myself. And this is where Kirk comes in. Kirk comes into this part. And, and in his complacency, the Enterprise, which is, which is uh, Captain Kirk's ship with his crew and stuff, it's hit with something it doesn't understand. It, it, it's, I mean, it's completely demolished and wiped out. And what happens out of it? The crew is separated and everything they know is taken from them. Everything. Think about your life. Think about it. Think about that time when you failed and you just backed up in a corner and you said, I can't do this. No more. Can't do it. I can't handle mom yelling at me. I can't handle dad doing this. I can't handle my wife talking to me this way. I can't handle my husband coming in and hitting on me. Seriously, I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be transparent with you. There are people in this room who've had this stuff happen to them. And we're going to talk real today because I want you to go beyond. I want you to see that God's purpose isn't where you're at. It's where you're going because that's where God wants to take you. Okay? Because sometimes you have support from someone or something you do not expect. So think about this down moment in your life. Think about this time where, where you feel like you've lost it all. And you don't feel good enough. You don't feel, you don't feel like where you're going has purpose, has meaning. And somebody comes and encourages you. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's a best friend. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's your grandmother or your mom or your dad. Think about it. We've all been there. There's no way you can tell me you haven't. If you have, if you have never been in a place where you needed somebody to be there for you, I want you to come up here and preach this sermon. That would be awesome because I need notes from you. I need that. And then in the story, you have Jayla. You have Jayla. And Jayla comes and he helps Kirk. She helps Kirk. And I don't really know how to explain Jayla outside of she's a creature. Um, she's not a human being. I don't really know how to explain her outside. She's really scary. She's intimidating and she can kick some tail. So I don't know how to explain Jayla. But the one thing Jayla has that Kurt doesn't have, she has knowledge of where they're at. She knows where life's going. Now think, think about this again. Think about your mentor or your grandmother or your, or your grandfather, or your mom or dad who's already been through this scenario. And they say, hey, I can help you. I can help you overcome this. This is, this is Kurt. Kirk has, Kirk has lost everything to this point because he's become complacent in his mindset. He says, I'm not challenged. And what does it do? It impacts everybody around him. And it's the same way with your life. It's the same way. When you say, hey, I'm good enough. I'm fine where I'm at. What begins to happen? 
You, you don't get to challenge your friends. You don't get to pursue them in the same way as you could before because you're not working towards anything. And this is where Kirk is at. And you know, he has to have Jayla in order to rescue his crew. And Kirk knows that. And Kirk is beginning to see there's more. I am meant for this. And this is kind of the start of the, the turning point in the, in the movie, okay? And it kind of reminds me of Saul who becomes Paul. Rick preached on this a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys remember that, but he, he preached on it for, for our regular attenders. And going, going into this, this is, of course, where, where Saul's on his way to Damascus, and he gets blinded, you know? But does anybody know where, what Paul was doing before he went to Damascus? He's killing Christians. Yep, Paul was rooted in his tradition. He was rooted in the way that he grew up. He was not open to where God was willing to take him. But God had another plan. God wanted to show him. And so as he gets blinded from the light, uh, he's blinded for three days and they, they head into Damascus. And this is where the story picks up. Since I couldn't see because of the brightness of that light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. Someone named Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good reputation with all the Jews residing there, came and stood by me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And in that very hour, I looked up and saw him. Then he said, the God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will to see the righteous one and to hear the sound of his voice, for you will be a witness for him to all people of what you have seen and heard. Now think about this, think about this. You're coming back at me and you're saying, Kyle, dude, you don't know my story, man. You don't know where I've been. You don't know who I've, who've, who I've had to take on. You don't know who's coming to my life and, and tried to rip out my heart. You don't know that. Guess what? Paul was a murderer and God still found a way to reach him. He had to blind him. He had to knock him off, knock him in the head a little bit. But guess what he did? Guess what he did? He found a way to reach Saul. And it's the same thing with you. You come in today, maybe you're thinking today's just going to be, hey, you know, sermon, yeah, cool, whatever. I'm going to go home, eat lunch with my, my family, take a chill day. It's Sunday. I'm supposed to relax. I want you to relax, but I want you to get something. I want you to take something home with you. And, and this, this, is, this is where we're at, kind of, where we, where we argue back and forth where, hey, I, I can't push forward because I can't overcome what I've already felt at. God has a bigger plan and a bigger purpose. If God can tell Jeremiah, hey, you're a kid, but I don't care. I know where you're going. And it's somewhere amazing. He can do the same for you, just like he did for Paul. Just like he did for Paul. Paul's killing Christians. He was destroying the very thing that Christ came to save, and that's people. But God had another plan. God had a purpose that went beyond what Paul could see or where Paul was at at that moment. Which brings me back to Kirk. Kirk has found Jayla. You know, in every expedition to this point, Kirk and his crew have been able to figure it out. They've been able to say, we got the tools, we got, we got the people on board, to where we can do whatever, whatever we need to do to save people. But guess what? This time, he had to rely on somebody else. He had to rely on Jayla, because guess what? Jayla knew the layout of the land, and Kirk knew he could not rescue his crew without Jayla, because this was an adversary that he, he, he didn't know how to handle, because it goes to the next point. Sometimes you have to fight your past. Think about it, think about it. Kirk is complacent, but he's found this way. Okay, well, here's Jayla. Jayla's gonna help me. Jayla's gonna help me figure out how to help our people. But he still doesn't feel good enough because what was he doing at the very beginning? 
He was questioning himself. He was questioning what it meant to be him because guess what? He didn't know what it meant to be him. He didn't. And so in this struggle, in this battle where he's trying to find who he is, one of his closest friends, Spock. I don't know if you guys are Star Trek fans, but some of you are going to know Spock. Spock's the complete opposite of Kirk. The complete opposite. Kirk is fun, probably wild, probably a party boy. That's the only way really to explain him. And you got Spock, who's this stand-up guy, acts a lot like Rick. You know? Do we know? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, so, so, but Spock never, he always looks at a situation and states the exact obvious. There's never anything more, there's never anything less. But Spock goes beyond in this moment. And he says, to go beyond, you have to find hope in the impossible. Spock has to tell Kirk this. Think about it. Think about your life. Think about the people who have impacted your life to that point and says, hey, buddy, wake up. There's more to your life than what you're doing right now. And you know what? You failed. You've messed up pretty bad. But guess what? You're worth more. God has a plan. God doesn't care about your age. He doesn't care about your past. And that's what Spock does in this moment. He says, I'm standing with you, Kirk, and we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out. And it kind of leads me to, to the story of Christ and Judas. Because if you think about it, you're like, well, I don't know, you know, Christ, you know, he just died and he rose again. That's pretty sick. You know, what could be more important than that? Right? Right? But guess what? Before Christ could do that, he had to look at Judas. You know what he had to do when he looked at Judas? He had to see you and me. Because if he would have said, I can't do this anymore, God. I just can't do this. Would you and I be here today? Would this life really be what we think it is? See, Jesus, the most amazing man to ever walk to earth, the perfect man, the man that we model our entire lives after, had to face the same battles that you and I face. Think about it. Think about it. Let's read the scripture. Matthew 26, 38, 47 through 50. At this point, Judas has already went and talked to the Pharisees and said, hey, I'll betray Jesus. What are you going to give me? What are you going to pay me? They give him 30 pieces of silver. And so Judas seals the deal. And he tells them, this is, this, this is where the scripture goes. He tells them, hey, I'm going to kiss the one that I kiss. That's, that's the one it's going to be. And we see Judas begin to lead the Pharisees to Christ. And we see Christ in the garden right here at this point. And this is Christ talking to the disciples. Then he said to them, my soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Christ needed people. You can't do this on your own. If Christ needed the disciples, how is it any different for you? You need people. This is why small groups are critical. This is why serve projects are critical. Because not only does it connect you to the people in our church, it connects you to the community that's dying for you to come. Dying for you to be here. They need you. And so that's where we see Jesus in this moment. Jesus needs the disciples. He doesn't get what he needs. They're not there for him. And we skip down a few scriptures. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, suddenly arrived. A large mob with swords and clubs was with him from the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a sign. The one I kiss, he's the one. Arrest him. So he went right up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Friend, Jesus asked him, Why have you come? Then they came up, took hold of Jesus, and arrested him. 
So think about this. Earlier in the scripture, Jesus has to tell Judas, go, do what you're supposed to do. So I want you to picture you telling one of your closest friends, telling your wife, your husband, somebody you love dearly. I want you to say, hey, here's a knife. Go do what you gotta do. I want you to come back. I want you to stab me right in the back. I want you to destroy me. I want you to lead me to death. Think about it. Could we do that? Could we do that? What led Jesus to that point? What told Jesus, hey, it's going to be fine? It's you and I. Because guess what? We have a bigger role to play. And even in Jesus' darkest moments, he still needed others. He still needed people to be there for him. So you're not any different. You need people. You need people to be there in your life. Because guess what? Your purpose and your destiny intertwines with others. It does. You're not meant to live life alone. You're not meant to live life by yourself or face every terrible thing alone. Because think about Kirk. I'm not going to tell you how the story ends, but think about it. He's lost. He's in the vastness of space. There is no meaning to him at this point. He's done everything he knows to do. And what happens? Chaos. Chaos. Death. Things happen. They are out of his control because he became complacent. He didn't stay focused on what his true calling was. He was trying to live up to his dad and figure himself out instead of just being him. Because in the first two movies, Kirk has already, he has already faced his greatest adversary. It's how, it's how they portray it, Khan. And he defeats Khan. He finds a way to defeat Khan. But Kirk has become so complacent that he loses focus of his purpose and his destiny. But, but his friends didn't leave him there. Does it sound familiar? Does it sound like Jeremiah? Well, God, God's there for Jeremiah and says, hey, I know where you're going. I'm going to be there for you. Just trust me. Pursue me. And I'll take you where you're supposed to go. Does it sound like Paul? Well, because he had to have Ananias. God uses Ananias to tell him, see again. What about Christ and Judas? Judas betrayed Christ, but Christ said, yes, I'll die for these people. And by these people, it's you and me. And it's the generations before us and the generations to come. So what we see out of these four stories, all very different, but all very much the same. It took other people to get, to get Jeremiah, Paul, Kirk, and Christ to their destiny. So it's the same with you. It's the same with you. So we're going to do something that's uniquely 2911. I'm going to ask you to come to the front. And we're going to do something a little different today. Beverly, if you go to my next slide. I want you to read that. I want you to think about it. We spend the rest of our lives fighting the same battles, but we have to adapt and change to go beyond. Think about Kirk. 
Kirk's already faced two great enemies, but he has to go a different way to defeat the third. Think about it. Or even more personally, think about you and your relationship with your wife. You argued when you first started dating, right? But as you begin to learn each other, what begins to happen? You begin to figure out, okay, if I push this button, probably not a good thing for me, right? But if I come at, I, if I come at her or I come at him in this way, you're going to hear what I have to say. See, see, you're always going to have battles. You're always going to have things that you face. That's life. There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be things that tear you down. There's always going to be things that try to destroy who you are. But who you are is exactly what God made you to be. And God has a plan and a destiny that goes beyond what you could think. It does. It does. So why do we let ourselves get so bogged down in the same fight that we always have? Is it tiring? Is it just to the point where we say, I can't do this anymore? Because let's be real. Some, there's people in here that, that have been divorced, who have had things happen in their life, who have been hit on by their, by their dad, been, been manipulated by their mother, been, been hurt by family, been almost destroyed by friends. I think that's real life. I think that's fair to say. I don't think that's unfair at all. Because if you think about it, you have something in your life that continually comes up to hold you back. But it's the same battle. So are you willing to go beyond and adapt to it and realize? You say, Kyle, I don't know how to do that. What is the, what is, what is the key? What is, what is the thing? And this is what it is. It's so simple. Your ability to go beyond isn't measured by your success. It's measured by your obedience. When you say, God, here I am, I surrender. Take me as I am. Let me go where you want me to go. What begins to happen? Your relationships change. The people around you begin to change. You see hope in situations that you used to see, only darkness. Your life has more meaning than what you, than what you let on. It's like, oh, it's just, it's the, it just doesn't make sense. Jeremiah was called. God put his hand on his mouth. Saul, Saul done all these amazing things. Christ could easily walk away from Judas. We see in scripture that's not the truth. Christ was swallowed with grief. Christ, the one we look up to, the one we base our entire lives on, Christ was. But Christ needed his disciples. He did. Just like Paul needed Ananias. And just like Kirk needed Spock and Jalen and his crew. Because guess what Kirk did? He found his purpose. He found where his life had meaning by pursuing what he was already called to do. He just had to wake up and see it. So it's the same as us. It's the same as us. So I'm going to challenge you today. I know we normally have the prayer team up front. They're going to be mingling around and praying with everybody. But I want you to find a person next to you. I'm serious. I want you to find a person next to you. If you've got to introduce yourself, introduce yourself. And we're going to pray for one another today. We're going to go beyond in a different way. Because, listen, the first step to going beyond is walking in your calling. And it's serving others. That's something Christ calls us to do in Scripture. It's as easy as that. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to serve somebody else. We're going to pray for one another. Because I believe that in order to go beyond, you have to sow into the people's lives around you. Look at the stories. Kirk, Jeremiah, Paul, 
Christ. They all had people around them that impacted their life, that took them to the next level. Because there are some of you in here that I've talked to that you're saying, that you've told me, Kyle, there's more to life. There's more to this moment. I want you to go get it today. We start today. You're not gonna do it by yourself. That's why you got the person to your left and to your right. That's why you're gonna pray with that person today. You say, God, it's intimidating. I don't think I can do that. I promise you, it's gonna be fine. Say your name, say, hey, I'm Kyle. What's your name? Let me pray with you today. So let's do that. If you gotta introduce yourself, go ahead, let's do it. Let's do it, let's go ahead and find that person you're gonna pray with, let's do it. Let's do it, don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. your ability to go beyond let's focus back in right here for a second your ability to go beyond is found in the purpose of others so let's pray god thank you so much for who you are